0: Hi there, this is Lorenzo, and I'm about to play a preview of this week's podcast. I just now released it in full on my Salon 3.0 feed on Patreon. However, three months from now, this entire podcast will also be available here on the original RSS feed for the Salon. The reason for this change in scheduling is simple. Now that I'm in my late 70s, I've found that in order to pay the rent and buy food well, I'm going to need a little more money than my Social Security check provides each month. For almost 14 years now, I've resisted the offers that I've had from commercial sponsors, and I've kept these podcasts advertising free. And this is my attempt to continue podcasting commercial free. In May of 2017, I launched a Patreon site where my supporters send me a dollar or more each month. And after a year and a half, there are now 150 people who are supporting me on Patreon. And for them, and hopefully the others who will join them, my way of saying thank you is to give them a three-month head start on listening to these podcasts, which are now in their 14th year, as I just said. So in just a moment, I'll play the introduction of today's program, and I'll follow that with a few sound bites from the talk itself. After that, I'll be back with the details about how you can also become a $1 a month supporter and not only receive these podcasts early, but you'll also be able to join us every Monday evening for a live edition of the Salon. And it's actually a true Salon. I host it on Zoom.us, which you can access directly through your browser, and you can join in the discussion or just lurk if you prefer. I hope you'll join us there. Now, here is the introduction to this week's podcast, and I'll follow that with a few brief sound bites from the program itself.
1: Musical linguistic objects.
0: Greetings from Cyberdelic Space. This is Lorenzo, and I'm your host here in the Psychedelic Salon, and I want to remind my Patreon supporters that in tonight's live salon, our guest will be Richie Obelnick, who you may know better as Eric Taub. Richie, or Eric if you prefer, is a pioneer of the EboGain movement and will be with us tonight to answer questions about this important psychoactive medicine from Africa. And if, like me, you don't have a lot of experience with this medicine, well, then tonight's conversation will be a great place for you to ask your questions from an expert. And I hope to see you there. By the way, uh, if all goes well, I'll record tonight's live salon and podcast it here as a Salon 2 track. As you know, I've been numbering the Salon 2 podcasts a little differently from the main track because these recordings are coming from our fellow saloners and aren't solely my work. And I think of these live salons that same way because, well, everybody there has a chance to join in the conversation. And before long, I'll begin podcasting a major series of Salon 2 programs. These programs are being coordinated by the Lakey Sisters, from whom we have already heard one of their programs, and this series is going to feature a major work of psychedelic literature. It's the novel that's titled The Rose of Paraclesis on Secrets and Sacraments and it was written by Leonard Picard. Now, if you've been with us here in the salon for a while, you already know who Leonard is. Well, because he's the man that the United States government has sentenced to life in prison for the crime of just preparing to manufacture LSD in an abandoned missile silo. Leonard is actually one of the most visible of the many political prisoners being held in the so-called War on Drugs, And while in prison, he has written this splendid novel, which we intend to pass along to you in the form of an audiobook and associated commentary. You'll be hearing a lot more about this in the weeks ahead. Now, uh, getting on with today's program, I feel that I should apologize for getting it out a bit late, because, well, what happened was I digitized that last tape in the Terrence McKenna workshop that I've been podcasting recently. But after I began editing it, I discovered that the original tape had been recorded over. While we were supposedly listening to the final hour of that workshop, well, it was only the first few minutes on the tape, and after that, somebody had recorded the previous tape over it. (laughs) So it looks like that final session is lost forever. But not all is lost because, well, I dug through that box of old cassette tapes, and I found two more talks of his that I don't think have been posted before. While I'm not completely sure about the details of this talk, it appears to have been given around May of 1990. So, without any further ado, here again is the one and only Terrence McKenna. This full program will be available on the original Salon Feed on March 11, 2019, and is available today on my Patreon feed. And the following are a few sound bites from this podcast
1: from the time that I was a very small child I was uh, an edge runner and I don't know why but uh, this turned out to be a very fruitful natural style for getting ahead in the world the exploration of edges the oldest books the forgotten countries the unpronounceable islands that sort of thing and eventually, uh, this strategy of edge running led me into psychedelics. I had had the good fortune to make my way to the University of California at Berkeley. So I was at this was 1965. I was at ground zero of the cultural <laughs> impending cultural implosion. My good fortune. That the world we are living in is uh, not at all as the linguistic structures we have inherited would have us have it. That we are actually living inside some kind of artificial construction, which is uh, potentially permeable by human understanding, but to date has not been. I mean, we have been very much on the surface of things. The question that I raise constantly with myself, and it's interesting to talk about it with other people then, is, you know, just what is going on? (laughs) Just what do you think is going on? What we have here is a kind of creature made out of information, apparently loose in an environment of meaning on the surface of a planet upon which gene swarming is happening. And uh, all of these things, gene swarming, self-reflection, production of epigenetic codes like writing and this sort of thing, have no precedent. Do you get this breakout away from genetics, away from the raw transmission of hereditary characteristics and into a whole new realm of being, a whole new ontos of possibility, which is epigenetics, codes, self-generated language, song, dance, uh, painting, chanting. All of these things are forms of expression, but they are not genetic expression. Have you ever stopped to consider how many people didn't screw up for you to be sitting here tonight? (laughs) You know, your ancestors, how many times there were opportunities for, you know, the saber-toothed tiger to strike back or the hunt to fail or the fever to sweep through or the breast to go dry or how many times... Were there opportunities that somebody had their eye on the ball? Somebody paid attention? You are the inheritor of that process. Well, then at still higher levels of psilocybin ingestion, you get the full-blown psychedelic ecstasy, which even we as moderns, with Heidegger and Husserl tucked under our arm, we don't know what the hell's going on. We are as primitive in the face of it as people in the Magdalenian were. But I believe that shamanism in its heyday was, you know, not the feeble curing of psychological ailments that we grant uh, uh, to shamanism on the borders of the third world today, but that it was a deeper understanding of nature and humanity than we possess right now. And that what the high shamanism of the Paleolithic did was it put us into a quasi symbiotic relationship with the mind of the earth, if you can grok this. That there is actually a chemical network of communication. That the, the earth is a living organism, yes, but it's also a reflected, minded. Organism, And this is beyond what Lovelock and all those people are willing to say. This is not based on science. This is based on the experience of meeting the management on the other side of science. <laughs> the earth is some kind of conscious intellect. This is it. Psychedelics are not an ideology. Psychedelics are an experience. I mean, you can have the psychedelic experience without taking drugs. It's just that, you know, you have to drive your car 100 miles an hour over a 300-foot cliff and live. You know, and then you come out of that ready to talk turkey. But, you know, uh, we lose too many people that way. And the difference between a psilocybin cult and an alcoholic beverage is the difference between church and North Beach. (laughs) So,
0: Well, that should give you a little idea of what the rest of this talk was like. As you know, uh, in three months I'll be adding the full edition of this podcast here on this original Psychedelic Salon podcast feed. However, if you're willing and able to support me as I continue to press on with both podcasting and writing, well, I'd really appreciate it. With a donation of only $1 a month, you'll be able to listen to these podcasts in full as soon as they're posted, and you'll be able to join in a weekly online live version of the Salon. Hopefully, you'll see your way to adding your support to the ongoing work of the Psychedelic Salon. And for more information about how to do this, well, just go to psychedelicsalon.com and click the Patreon link at the top of the page. I hope to see you there.